1: there, and welcome to this episode of Sleep Tight Relax, sounds, music, and stories for calming busy minds. In this episode, Cheryl is going to continue with the adventures of Blackie the Lost Cat, written by Richard Barnum, a pseudonym listed as the author of the Knee Time Animal Stories series. This series includes titles such as The Mischievous Adventures of Squinty the Comical Pig Tamba the Tame Tiger Tinkle the Trick Pony Slicko the Jumping Squirrel and Don a Runaway Dog which is mentioned in this episode. All good fun, and make, I think, for good stories in which to fall asleep listening to. Interestingly, the Richard Barnum pseudonym was one of many used by the Stratomayer Syndicate, a publishing group started by Edward Stratomare in 1906. The Stratomare Syndicate published several successful series for children, including The Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew, which I collected as a child, but a series I suspect most listeners of this podcast have not heard of. Now, Let's lie back, settle into bed, and soften your body. Relax and get comfortable. Position your pillows or your other little comforts to make sure that everything feels as it should. Take in a few deep breaths, and let out a number of exhales. Feel your belly rise and fall with the natural rhythm of each breath. Take another deep breath in and Breathe in deeply, filling your body with air and relaxation. Breathe out slowly, expelling any tension. When you are ready, allow your eyes to gently close. As you listen to this episode's sleep story, continue to focus on gentle deep breaths. Breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. I hope you have a deep and Restful sleep
0: Chapter 7 Shut up as she was in the basket, Blackie could see little of what was going on about her or where she was being carried. There were little cracks in the basket, to be sure, but one cannot see much through such cracks, especially when being carried along and bobbing up and down. Oh dear, thought Blackie, this isn't at all nice. It's like the time when Arthur and Mabel brought me away from the farm. They put me in a basket then. I remember that very well, though I was only a little kitten. Blackie could tell that Mrs. Thompson was carrying the basket. For every little while, the lady would speak to the pet cat. Don't be afraid now, Blackie, the lady would say. You will be all right in a little while. Nothing shall hurt you. And Mrs. Thompson spoke in such a gentle voice, just the kind that cats and dogs like to hear, that Blackie felt better. I guess it will be all right, thought the black cat. I'll try to go to sleep. And when I wake up, I may be in the nice country. Blackie curled up in a little ball in the basket and tried to go to sleep, but it was hard work. The basket kept bobbing up and down. And then after a while, Blackie felt herself being set down, basket and all. Then followed a strange rumbling sound like distant thunder. Blackie remembered that, for she knew what thundershowers were, and she did not like them, nor rain. Oh dear, thought the black cat. I hope it isn't going to lighten. I can't bear that. Still, it can't hurt me in the basket. But it did not seem to be a storm. The low rumbling noise kept up and Blackie felt herself, basket and all, being gently jiggled as she said afterward. Then, Blackie began to feel sleepy. Oh, I know where I am now, she suddenly thought. I'm on a railroad train, just as when Arthur and Mabel brought me from the country. Mrs. Thompson has brought me to the railroad car in the basket. And that's what makes the rumbling sound. It's the car wheels. Now I can go to sleep in peace. And when I awaken, I will be in the nice country. How long she slept, Blackie did not know. But when she did wake up, she found herself being lifted up in the basket again. I guess we must be in the country, she thought. Now I shall have some nice milk and perhaps I may see my brothers and sisters. Blackie felt herself being carried out in the air for she could feel the gentle summer breeze blowing on her through the cracks in the basket. Then she heard a lot of strange noises which frightened her There were shouts and yells, the puffing of engines, the ringing of bells, and the blowing of whistles. Oh dear, what can this be? Thought Blackie. I guess it must be the railroad station where the choo-choo cars stop, as Mabel used to call them when she was a little girl and I was a little kitten. And that is where Blackie was the train Mrs. Thompson had taken to reach the station, and she had just gotten out of with her cat in the basket. My, I did not know the country was as noisy as this, thought Blackie. But she was not quite in the country yet. You see, Mrs. Thompson had to take a wagon to get to her country place. Blackie felt her basket being set down, and she heard Mrs. Thompson talking to some man about trunks and boxes, and about bringing up a carriage and things like that. Then, all at once, Blackie noticed that the cover of her basket was loose. There was a hole out of which she could put her head. "'I guess I'll get a breath of fresh air and look around,' said Blackie to herself. Out of the basket she popped her head and she saw Mrs. Thompson standing a little way off on the station platform, talking to the baggage man. On the track to one side was the train which had brought Blackie and Mrs. Thompson to the country, the engine was puffing and the bell was ringing, for the train was about to start off again. All of a sudden, there was a dreadfully loud noise, almost like a gun being fired, and then followed by a loud whistle. Ooh, ooh. Oh my, oh my! cried poor frightened Blackie to herself. This is dreadful. It must be a terribly big dog after me. I'm not going to stay in this basket and be bitten. With that, Blackie gave a sudden jump and out of the basket she went, knocking it over. The whistle of the steam engine and the loud noise, which sounded like a gun, but which was only the train giving a strong puff of steam to get started. All these noises kept getting louder and louder, and Blackie was so scared that she ran along the station platform until she found some boxes and barrels. And in among these, she ran to hide. At least the dog can't get me in here, thought the black cat. I am safe for a time. Oh, what a lot of adventures I am having. I guess even Speckle would say these are enough to make one a good fence jumper. I jumped out of the basket anyhow. Hidden as she was behind the boxes and barrels, Blackie could not see Mrs. Thompson now. I'll just stay here until everything gets quiet, thought Blackie. Then I'll come out and go to Mrs. Thompson's country house, for I like her, and I'll stay with her a little longer before I go away again and make a journey back to Arthur and Mabel. Blackie did not stop to think that perhaps she might not be able to find her way to Mrs. Thompson's country house, which the black cat had never seen. All Blackie thought of was hiding away from the noise. The train puffed away, and it grew more quiet about the station, but still there were quite a number of sounds. Men and boys walked up and down the platform whistling and calling one to another. I won't walk out yet, thought Blackie. Meanwhile, Mrs. Thompson, having finished telling the expressman about bringing her trunks to the country house, looked around for the basket with Blackie in it. She saw the basket turned on its side, but no cat in it oh dear cried mrs thompson where is blackie gone blackie blackie where are you but blackie did not meow or purr in answer she did not even hear <laughs> mrs thompson calling for just then A baggage man wheeled a rumbling truck along the platform, and it made a great noise. Oh, where could my cat have gone to, asked Mrs. Thompson. I must find her. Did anyone see her? I saw a black cat jump out of the basket just as the engine whistled, said a man. (laughs) That was Blackie, said Mrs. Thompson. Which way did she run? I'll give a dollar to get her back. She ran down the platform, spoke another man. I'll see if I can find her for you. And so will we, said two or three boys. They would have been glad to find Blackie to get the dollar, I guess. Then began a search for the black cat. But no one found her for Blackie knew how to hide well in among the boxes and barrels. Well, I guess she has run away, said Mrs. Thompson at last. I will have to go on to my country house alone. If any of you men around the depot find her, please save her for me. We will, said the railroad men. Mrs. Thompson drove away in a carriage, taking the empty basket with her. I'm sorry I had to run away from such a nice lady, thought Blackie in her hiding place. I'll go back to her after dark. Blackie was not hungry, for she had been well fed before being shut up in the basket. She curled herself snugly up and waited. Pretty soon, the men and boys stopped looking for her. And after a while, it grew more quiet about the railroad station. I guess I can come out now and look around, thought the black cat. I'll start off in the country and I ought to be able to find Mrs. Thompson's house. I think she must live in a quiet place, for she was so quiet in her city house, living all alone except for me. Blackie stuck her nose out a little way from in between two barrels. She sniffed the air, and she smelled no danger. Then she looked around and came out. She ran down the platform a little way. There were no trains at the station now, for which Blackie was glad. Now for a nice trip to the country, thought Blackie. She looked across the road and saw that the station was near a little country town. There were wagons going up and down the street, but not as many as in the city where Blackie had come from. I wonder if I can get a drink anywhere around here, thought Blackie. So she sniffed the air hard and she smelled some water. She went toward it and saw not far away a drinking fountain for horses. Some of the water dripped down and had made a little puddle on the ground. I'll get a drink there, thought Blackie. And while she was drinking, something else happened to her. Chapter eight. Blackie was lapping up the water from the little puddle when all at once, from behind her, she heard a boy's voice shouting in eager tones. There she is, there's that lady's black cat. She said she'd give a dollar to whoever found her. I'm going to get that dollar. Woo-hoo! Blackie gave one quick glance behind her. She saw a red-haired boy running toward her with hands held out, ready to grab her. My, what's going to happen now, thought Blackie. Another adventure, I'm sure. Going to get a dollar to catch me, is he? Well, we'll see about that. Blackie gave such a sudden spring to get away that her red ribbon with the tinkling bell caught on a piece of the fountain and was pulled off. Oh, Dear, thought Blackie, there goes my nice ribbon. Mabel will be sorry when she sees that it is lost, and I'm sorry too. But I can't stop to get it now. No, indeed, I must get away from that boy. Blackie thought all this in a flash as she sprang away from the fountain, leaving the red ribbon and Bell behind her. She had not had half enough water to drink, but going thirsty was better than being caught by a boy. Blackie had not heard all the boy said, nor did the black cat stop to think that perhaps the boy was only going to catch her so he could take her to Mrs. Thompson. That was really what the boy was going to do. He did not mean to hurt Blackie. But all the cat thought of was that a boy was chasing her and wanted to catch her. And Blackie did not want to be caught, so she ran as fast as she could. Across the street, under a wagon, between the legs of a horse, and under an automobile sprang the black cat. After her ran the red-haired boy. He stopped to pick up the red ribbon and bell. Maybe if I can't catch the cat, the lady will give me ten cents for the ribbon and bell said the boy to himself. 10 cents is better than nothing, and maybe I won't get the cat. She runs very fast. The boy was one who had been around the railroad station when Mrs. Thompson missed Blackie and when she had offered a dollar reward to get back her pet. On and on ran the black cat through the streets of the country town. In and out she dodged among the men and women who were hurrying along the street. A woman saw the running cat, and she saw the boy chasing after her. Here, little boy, why are you chasing that poor cat? Asked the woman. Don't you know it isn't right to chase cats? "'Yes, ma'am, I know,' said the red-haired boy, who was breathing quite fast. "'But I'm not chasing this cat to do her any harm. "'I want to catch her for a lady who'll give me a dollar for her. "'The cat got out of her basket.' "'Hum!' said the woman, looking over the tops of her glasses at the red-haired boy. I've heard of folks letting the cat out of the bag, but I've never heard of anyone letting one out of a basket. This lady was at the railroad station, said the boy, as he ran on after Blackie. She is Mr. Thompson." Oh, I know her, said the woman who had spoken about letting cats out of the bags. She lives out near me. So she has come to the country for her summer vacation again, has she? And brought a cat with her. She always did like cats. The boy did not stay to hear all this. He was again running on after Blackie, for he wanted to earn that dollar. And Blackie, not knowing anything about the boy, nor that he would be kind to her, ran on as fast as she could. Pretty soon some other boys saw the red-haired lad running after the black cat, and they shouted to him. Hi there, Carrots, they called, naming him Carrots in fun because his hair was the color of Carrots. Hi there, Carrots. What you chasing the cat for? For a dollar, answered the red-haired boy with a grin. We'll help you, said the other boys quickly. All right, invited the red-haired boy. Come along. There were three boys now chasing after poor Blackie and the cat was getting tired. I must get away from them somehow, she thought. I wonder what Speckle did when he was chased like this. I ought to have asked him before I came away. Next time I run off, I'll know more about it. And maybe I won't run off again. Blackie turned around the corner so quickly that she ran right between the legs of an old gentleman who was walking along. Oh, my scat. What's this? A black cat? Cried the old gentleman as he stumbled on, trying not to step on Blackie, that his silk hat fell off and rolled into the gutter. Then around the corner came the three boys after the cat. The old gentleman saw them and cried. Boys, boys, you mustn't chase cats that way. Look what she did to me. Knocked off my hat. We're chasing the cat to get a dollar, said the red-haired boy. And then he and his friends ran on. Blackie was getting very tired now. She looked back and saw the old gentleman picking up his silk hat, from which he brushed the dust. I'm sorry about his hat, thought Blackie, but it was not my fault. I did not mean to run between his legs. Come on, fellows, we'll get her now, cried the red-haired boy as he ran on faster than before. Blackie looked ahead of her. She saw, near the sidewalk, an open cellar door of a store. That will be a good place to hide, thought Blackie. The boys can't find me down there in the dark. And down the outside cellar stairs, she ran. Now we've got her! said another boy. She can't get out of the cellar. There were many boxes and barrels in the store cellar. Blackie crept away back in a far corner, crouched down, and kept as still as a mouse. She heard the boys coming down and she heard them talking and moving about among the boxes and barrels. But the cellar was dark and Blackie had a good hiding place. Not even when the boys borrowed a lantern from the storekeeper and searched in the cellar with that could they find the cat. We'll come tomorrow and get her, said the red-haired boy. I want that dollar. Pretty soon the boys went away, leaving Blackie down in the cellar. She did not come out for a long time. And when she did, it was getting dark. Blackie had found a little piece of meat in the cellar, and she ate that. She was very thirsty, but she thought she would wait until it was a little darker before she went out to look for some water, as there was none in the store cellar. A little later, it grew very dark. And Blackie crept out into the street again, through a hole under the cellar door, for it had been shut when the store was closed. Blackie found a little brook near the edge of the country town, and there she had a good drink. Well, at last I can have some peace and quiet, thought Blackie. But what am I going to do tonight? Where shall I stay? I can't find Mrs. Thompson's house at night. I shall have to wait until morning. Oh dear, this is the bad part of having adventures. Blackie did not know what to do. Never before had she been without a good place in which to sleep at night. She looked about her. She could see lights in houses here and there along the country road, but she did not know whether or not it was best to go prying around the back door of any of them. They might take me in and feed me and keep me, thought Blackie. But I could not tell which house has a dog living in it, too. And dogs do not like cats. At least very few dogs do. And in those houses, there may be bad boys, like those who chased me today. I guess I had better look for some other place to stay. Blackie wandered on until she found a barn with some hay in it. This made a warm place for her to sleep, since it was summer. I'll stay here tonight, thought Blackie, and she did. In the morning, she got a drink at the place where the farm horses were watered, and then, without anyone seeing her, Blackie went on again, down the country road. For she was in the country now, though just where she did not know. I must look for Mrs. Thompson, thought the black cat. I like her. All that day, Blackie wandered around the country. She went to house After house. But when she saw no one who looked like the kind lady, she ran away again. Sometimes people would call to her and offer her things to eat, but Blackie was afraid. She managed to find a little to eat and water to drink. She wanted milk, but did not know where to get it. The next night, Blackie slept in another barn, and she asked the cows and horses if they knew where Mrs. Thompson lived, but none of them did. The farmer's name here is Jones, said a cow as she chewed her cud. And he doesn't like cats. I heard him say so. Spoke a brown horse as he munched his oat. Besides, he has two dogs. Then this is no place for me, Blackie replied. In the morning, she hurried off again and that day, she had a strange adventure. She had come to another country town, and in a big green field, she saw what she thought was a big white house. Flags were fluttering on top of it, and Blackie could hear music playing. Going into the White House were many persons, boys and girls among them. All at once, a boy saw Blackie, and he called to some other boys. Oh, look at the black cat. Let's catch her and tie a tin can to her tail. Come on, cried another boy. They ran toward Blackie but the black cat ran away from them and under the edge of the white house, which Blackie found was made of cloth. Inside it were many strange animals, some in cages, and in one cage, Blackie saw some straw. I'll jump in there and hide, she said and down in the straw nestled the cat. And then from the other end of the cage, there rose up a big black bear. Who are you and what are you doing in my cage? The bear asked. Oh, please excuse me, cried Blackie. I ran in here to get away from some bad boys who were going to tie a tin can to my tail. I want to hide here. Oh, that's all right, said the bear kindly. Hide as much as you like. What is your name and where do you live? My name is Blackie, was the answer. And I guess I don't live anywhere now. I am a lost cat. That's too bad, said the big shaggy animal. My name is Dido, and I am a dancing bear. I dance in this circus. Is this a circus? asked Blackie. That's what it is, answered Dido. Don't you see Tum-Tum, the jolly elephant over there? And Dido pointed his paw at the big creature. Whenever you see an elephant, that is a circus or a menagerie. Is he an elephant? Blackie asked, looking at the big animal. Yes, and his name is Tum-Tum. He is the most jolly elephant you ever knew, always laughing and eating peanuts. He's in a book, too. What do you mean, in a book? I mean, somebody wrote a storybook about Tum Tum, who had many adventures. I think I'm going to be in a book someday. That will be nice said Blackie, who was not quite so frightened now. Did you ever hear of a cat being in a book? I have had some adventures that might do for a book. And she told Dido the dancing bear about them. I don't know, answered Dido. I once knew a dog named Don who was in a storybook. He was a runaway dog too, he told me, so he must be something like you. If someone wrote a book about a runaway dog, I don't see why he couldn't write one about a lost cat. I don't either, said Blackie, looking at Tum Tum, who was eating a bag of peanuts given him by a little girl. Then Dido told about some of his adventures, which I have already set down in a book with his name on it, just as those about Don, the runaway dog, are in his book. Dido told Blackie many things about the circus, too. And finally, the black cat said, Well, Dido, I am very glad to have met you, and I thank you for letting me hide in the straw of your cage. But now, I think I will go on if those bad boys are not around. I will look out and see.